Welcome back to another episode of Caps Off by the Game Day. It's fantasy day. Um, fantasy season is here, not just football. Uh, before we jump into talking fantasy, Lipe, you want to let people know that are listening what to expect with fantasy and like kind of what the schedule is for the new season? Well, we're going to have episodes coming out, what, Tuesday and Thursdays? Tuesday fantasy? and Thursday, fantasy. And Tuesdays will be kind of recapping uh, the past week and any moves you should make there, right? As yeah. far as... Like waiver wires or anything that could happen like that's, for the next day. That type of stuff. And then yeah. Thursdays, looking ahead, uh, start, sit, that type of shit. You know, the, the usual. The usual. But like, what, the reason I think we wanted to do this was not only do you and I obsess over fantasy, but a lot of people that follow us ask for fantasy advice. True. Now, I don't know why they're asking for advice from us. Because <laughs> they like us. Yeah, it's probably because you're cute. You're well, you're pretty man. cute. You're the one that gets recognized. That's so. true. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, so we're going to just talk through fantasy week over week, twice a week. Uh, fantasy advice, our goal is to obviously help you try and win your league. Facts. Uh, I think our other episodes, we always fuck around, but this <laughs> one we're going to be a little bit more, not necessarily serious, but try and talk fantasy. Like, yeah, it's a different type of conversation. Could actually be helpful. Yeah, try and be helpful. I'm not going to say that Rashad Bateman's more of a number one receiver than Cooper Cup. Or Zay Flowers is as good as Cooper Cup and shit. Zay Flowers is elite, bro. Cooper Cup. I will say, draft them number one overall if you haven't drafted in your yep. fantasy league yet. Yeah. Zay Flowers, number one. Oh, yeah, for sure. I saw someone in one of, one in, it wasn't in my league, but it was another league. Someone took Alexander Madison in the second round. Yeah, actually. Yeah, it's crazy. It's insane. Um, but before That's crazy. We, yeah, it's wild, right? Before we, like, begin talking about, because uh, what I want to talk about today is, like, looking at top 50 players and some guys you think, you know, like, some of your hot takes, like, where are you planting your flag? So, for example, I'm planting a flag on Travis Kelsey, you know, this being the year finally Travis Kelsey regresses a little bit. Ooh. I don't believe, like, I still think he's worth that top, you know, you could pick him in the first but he's going in like that top five, five or six range. And like, yeah, I think it's high, too high bro. to go for a tight end. So we're going to kind of talk through some things like that. Guys like Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, like what you expect from them. So where you're planting your flag in fantasy for hot takes. Nice. Um, but before we go into that, you auto-drafted a fantasy team this year. Yeah, I fucked up. So you were in Brazil. You made it sound like I, I opted to do that. No, you did opt. I, you, you, uh, it was a, you chose to do that. Yeah, bro. I honestly had no fucking idea, right? I was out actually at dinner with my dad and my girlfriend. Ah. In a little town in Brazil. They call it the Switzerland of Brazil. It's very, Ooh. like, Swiss-like. Oh. And, um, yeah, my, my boy Dom, he's probably going to listen to this. Shout out Dom. Shout out to Wife Peter. referenced so often on this podcast. Like, everyone knows who Dom is now. But he texted me, and he's like, yo, you auto-drafted? And I'm like, huh? And I'm like, oh, shit. And he's like, yeah, bro, our draft is, like, right now. And it's... For context, it's a league we've been doing for like six, seven years. Like every single year. Did you just year. forget that you had a draft? Yeah, I forgot. I right. honestly wasn't thinking too much about it. I put way more uh, thought into my dynasty league at this mm. point. Yeah. Well, you and are a GM. You've all, and you did win last year. And I year, won so. the championship. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. in this league last year, I made the championship mm. and lost. The year before that, I made the championship and won. So, like, I run this league. Right, yeah, yeah. And because I'm a good drafter. And I totally forgot. So, by the time he texted me, it was like, we were like five picks in. There are four picks in, I think. And then after that, the fifth pick was DeAndre Hopkins. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want this team. And so that's what happened. But we can look at it now. Well, yeah, we're, we're going to look at it. I think it's a – we were trying to think of, like, things we could do week over week for, for this type of episode. And I think every single week we should try and turn this team into a contender now that you've auto-drafted a team, basically. And I think a lot of people – I don't want to say, like – not many people are great at fantasy and turning teams into, like, a contender. Sure. So, because you auto-drafted a team, Felipe and I, you and me, me and you, 
we are going to turn this auto-drafted team into a contender by the end of the season. And we're going to follow week over week. We're going to update people listening. So just to show, like, what we can do and how stupid we are. So, um, yeah, go over the team. Let me know. What are we working with? Yeah, so this is what is disappointing. I had the third overall pick. Mm. And I can't believe you went Eckler. Number one went Jettas. Two was Jamar Chase. And we could have got CMC. CMC was there. That's Cup, Tyreek Hill, a bunch of these guys. And we went Eckler. So That's tough. The top of the second round, or I guess at the bottom of the second round, we took Jalen Waddle. Mm. I like that. And then we took T. Higgins. Hate that. Hate that. Yeah. Because yeah, you could have got Ridley probably or something. Ridley went like seven picks later. Yeah. A lot of guys went mm, after that. It's going to be tough. Um, and then we went, let's see. Just give us like the Joe starters. Burrow. Okay. Not bad. Then we went DeAndre Hopkins. Very tough. With some good guys on the board. This might be a lot harder than I thought. And then we went Cam Akers. Mm. Yeah, this is going to be. And then we went Jerry Judy. Okay. Hamstring. I think he has a high upside. If this hamstring year, actually. recovers, yeah. Then we went David and Joku. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So let's let's start with just go to the waivers real quick, and let's just see if we what, what what's the bench look like. That's a good point. You know what? I'm not even. I'm looking at the email that they send you ah, after you draft. Yeah, the update. The update. Yep. Yeah. So to Phone. start off this auto drafted team. Oh, phone down. What? Phone down, man down. Phone down, man down. All right. Hand down, man down. Yep. 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 So hold up. So I'm 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 trying to log in right now. On sleeper? No, on ESPN. This is ESPN League. Mm. So I was looking at right. What I was looking at right now was the email they send you of the draft recap. Yeah. And so uh, it's gonna be tough. I think out of the gate, yeah, the sucks. way I'm the way I'm looking at, we gonna have we're gonna have to trade Eckler and T Higgins. Like we're just gonna need to get <laughs> right now. Right now, put them on the block. Um, I think Njoku can be good, but like I think where we end up turning this season around is, like, right on the waiver wires right now before week one. So Before week one? Losing my voice also a little bit, you know, from that from that first episode. Lost my voice a little bit. Hey, man, what is going to be a weekly occurrence? Taking so a long time. Uh, taking a long time for you to log in right now. I so. had to re-download that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you hate to see it. Well, out of the gate, I think guys that I would want to target that could be available. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start with the tight end, right? We have David and Joku. I think... Looking at those rookie tight ends now, it's been, what, like seven, eight years since, or not even, I think since uh, 2000, I think it is. There's only been like a handful of times that a rookie tight end has finished as a tight end one. Now, granted, this was the best rookie class for tight ends in a a decade. And I think when you look at the way these, some of these tight ends went to certain, some of these teams, like there's a high probability that a guy like a Dalton Kincaid, who's playing like a wide receiver, who's playing in the slot, a guy like Luke Musgrave who played, who dominated snaps um, for the Packers and that, that two spot uh, for targets is wide open for the Packers. Even guys like Sam Laporta or like a Michael, May- Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer. So what I would want to do is I would want to target Luke Musgrave. Like if he's available, bless you. I don't think Dalton Thanks. Kincaid's going to be available, but I think guys we should target if they're available on the waiver wire right now are guys like Marvin Mims because Jerry Judy's going to be out for the Broncos and he's going to get playing time. Jaden Reed, slot guy for the Packers from Michigan State. I think Jaden Reed's the type of guy with, like I said, that wide receiver two spot or that target number two spot for targets in Green Bay is wide open. So he's another guy you should we could target. Um, Luke Musgrave, I obviously mentioned. Um, any any particular guys that you're seeing there on that on that waiver? So before I even get into the waiver, now I'm seeing my full team. Oh so we drafted Joe Burrow, okay. Dak Prescott, and Daniel Jones. Let's go! Let's go! And we drafted Jeff Wilson Jr. Let's go! He's on IR. That's elite. 
Yeah, bro. So good. So bad. It's so good. Goddamn. All right, so here's what's going to happen. I can look at the waiver now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to trade Joe Burrow. I'll tell you that right now. We're going to start Dak Prescott. And the reason I'm saying some of these guys is like, yeah. where can we get value and kind of like space out the team a lot more and get some? I think Joe Burrow's a guy that's probably getting overvalued a little bit. I think he's going to have a good year, but I think with Dak Prescott, he's probably someone that no one would want to trade for. I think Dak's going to have a good year, so therefore we get a bigger return for Joe Burrow. Okay. Um, so who's available? Let's go to so, tight ends first. Is Luke Musgrave available? Yes. Okay, I want us to add Luke Musgrave. There's a lot of guys available, Okay, actually. great. Because Luke Musgrave is a guy that, like I keep saying with the Packers, that t- tight end or that target spot for number two is wide open. He played a fuck ton of snaps. His usage rate in the preseason was incredibly high. Um, and, yeah, I think he's a guy that, like, can easily be a low-end tight end one. So we add Luke Musgrave because so David Njoku who's not a set and forget it. Well, who's on the bench? I haven't seen the team. Well, first Dal- of all, Dalton draft. Schultz is on the team. Let's draw. Well, let's yeah, draw. Joku and Dalton Schultz. Well, we're, we might have three tight ends at the end of this because we need to find one tight end. Let's drop Daniel Jones All right, for starters. Like Daniel Jones. And then we'll, we gotta, we'll move on from this. But, All right, Daniel Jones um, is gone. Okay, who else is? Musgrave is on. Fire. Players, Marvin Mims, Jaden Reed, Ty Chandler. Marvin Mims, Jaden Reed. It looks like both those guys. Can I, can I just see? Yeah, bro, let me, please. Let me take a look. Please take a let look. Take a look. Let me take a look. Talk to, uh, Marvin Mims is there. Oh, he is there. Van Jefferson's also there, who Cooper Cup's going to be out for, for a little bit. Um, let's go Marvin Mims, because I think Jerry, we have Jerry Judy on the team, so he's not going to be there. Well, first of all, all right, here we go. We're going to move. Is, is your team name I-E-S? Yes. Okay, cool. Just wanted to that's make sure name. that was the right that, team. That's the team. Yep, okay. We're going to move yeah. Jeff Wilson to the IR. Um, okay, so we're going to target right now guys that could, in these first two weeks, three weeks, have some value. Okay. Guys that could perform, and then we could trade them, pair them with a Joe Burrow, pair them with an Austin Eckler, try and get some return back and reset the team in a way. Fire. So one of those, Zeke's available. Interesting. Yeah, he is available. Interesting. Um, I think we pick up Marvin Mims, wide receiver for the Broncos. Jerry Judy's going to be hurt. He, he's the wide receiver too there, so we just added him, right? Nice. A guy that can, can get some usage. We say Cortland Sutton can't get any separation. He can't. No separation. But he's no from Dallas. So but he's from Dallas. Um, Otherwise, Van Jefferson isn't bad. I, I think we should pick up Evan Hull. Evan Hull is a guy. He's the running back for the Colts. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's obviously out. Is he number one? No. He, no, one? Deion Jackson is. They ah. also have Zach Moss. But we know Zach Moss wasn't the guy in Buffalo. Deion Jackson had a couple good games last year and definitely filled in in like a promising way. But Evan Hull led FBS last year in receiving yards. Ah, receiving back. So he's a receiving back and a guy, a young guy that can kind of have some value. So, nice. again, because we're adding them on the waiver wire, we're taking flyers. So, I think Evan Hole is a guy we should add as well. Um, we are going to draft. Uh, we're going to drop. Oh, we have Corlin Sutton as well. <laughs> cool. <laughs> we're going to drop Dalton Schultz. We're going to drop Dalton yeah, Schultz. Yeah, fuck Dalton Schultz, man. Product of that press guy. Anyways. Wait, okay, this is, this is kind of a disaster, this team. But right, <laughs> so, so, bad, so whatever. Right now, we have guys on the bench that could perform in week one. We're going to check back in week over week. We're going to try and turn Felipe's auto-drafted team into oh, a God. contender. Not Jeez. win, but a contender. we got to make the playoffs. That's the goal oh, with this shit. auto-drafted team. All right. So uh, we'll check back in week over week and see what we can do. Oh, man. I'm scared of this team, bro. You're going to do great. We're going to do great. Um, but now I want to. I kind of want to spend this episode, the rest of these like uh, 10 minutes, talking about guys that you know, you're planting the flag on, as I mentioned, your yeah. hot takes for fantasy, maybe guys that you're colder on, hotter on, but like kind of what are your expectations? Now, I'm not saying Justin Jefferson finishes as the wide receiver one, but obviously Cooper Cup got injured, right? So like where is Cooper Cup 
you know, being drafted? Where does he need to be drafted? What would you do with Cooper Cup given his hamstring injury? Like, where, let's start with Cooper Cup. So, what's his timeline? Timetable. So it says day to day. He's seeing a specialist in Minnesota. That's never good. Which is never good. Hamstring also has the highest percentage of re-injury. Um, the thing with Cooper Cup though is like we're talking about a guy that could have finished as the overall wide receiver one, probably going would've. in the second round, right now. Yeah, because of that. Yeah. So like I've seen, I've seen so drafts. The value there is insane. The value it's is insane. incredible. It's insane. I've yeah. seen guys have Jettis and Cooper Cup. I've seen Kelsey and Cooper Cup. I've seen some like crazy builds. Which is nice. You love that type of ceiling. Yeah. You love that shit. And then you can build a, a squad around that and get some guys that you know are going to perform that maybe don't have as high a ceiling in the later rounds, but mm. they have a high floor. So I was like, I always loved it. I, I like pairing that. As long as you're getting Cooper Cup at a, high, at a good value. I guess, like, what's too high to take Cooper Cup now, now that he has that risk? It's tough, because what we've always talked about is, like, what if they start poorly? Matthew Stafford, they shut down players. Shut down like, I don't know, team. that team sucks. Like, why would you want to kind of risk your best asset? Maybe they trade him, but... Because, that's why. I think... If they do, then that's... If I'm so right, I have, I have a draft tonight, and I have the eighth pick. If Cooper Cup were to potentially fall to the second round in that eighth pick, right? So it's... It'd be like 2-4? Two, 2-4, four. Two, four, yeah. 2... Yeah, 2-4. I might have to take him. Yeah, I would totally take him. I because that at point. that point, you're going to have guys... Like... Here's, here's what I'd say. If it's A.J. Brown or, or Cooper Cup, I'm going to take Cooper Cup because I think Devontae Smith is a guy you can probably get very similar value to A.J. Brown totally. from production, but later on. Now, if it's a Garrett Wilson, Amon Ra, I'm going to take, I'm probably going to take Amon Ra or Garrett Wilson. I feel more confident in them. Yeah. But if it's like Devontae Adams, I'm going to take Cooper Cup. Put it like that. Yeah. So because it's, I think it's a very similar situation outside of health. So I'm reaching for upside. I think we've also seen with like, it's your second round pick. Like at least you still have a first so, for example, tonight, I'm looking to go wide receiver, wide receiver. Mm. Like that's my start unless everyone is gone. Um, and and then what running backs are you targeting like later? If you, if you do I'm going to target receiver. a running back, like one running back in the third or the fourth round. Now, depending on who's available. So, for example, if I start wide receiver, wide receiver, right? If I go like Stefan Diggs right now, and then it's like an Amon Ra, Garrett Wilson, A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup, right? Sure. If those guys fall. If I get Cooper Cup, I'm going to probably target another wide receiver in that third round. A Keenan Allen and Amari Cooper, any of those guys. I'm going to make sure that, like, I have enough high-end wide receivers. Then I'm going to go on that back end in that fourth round. I'm going to find, like, an Aaron Jones if he's there. I've seen Jameer Gibbs fall late Dude, third, Gibbs potentially. Gibbs is going to go crazy, I think. Um, But the thing with Gibbs is, like, you can get touchdown value with David Montgomery, so I'm not opposed yeah. to that. But I think, like, if you can get Cooper Cup in that second round, potentially – running backs that you'll end up targeting. Like, I'm not high on Kenneth Walker, but we know that he's going he's a hell of a running back, a guy that is in a great offense. Um, now we're worried about Zach Charbonnet, but I think Kenneth Walker's still going to find goal line value. I've also done some drafts where, like, Travis Etienne fell to, like, the fourth, or, like, Ramondre, or Brees Hall falls to the fourth. Yeah. I'm not opposed to that either. So. I mean, so you're just, like, way more comfortable taking receivers early, yeah. getting those guys that you know are going to perform. Totally. And well, I just then think, taking like, a couple guys, running backs later that... I have a good chance to perform. Weirdly, also, like, people are very anti-Jonathan Taylor, right? Which, rightfully so, and I get it. But Jonathan Taylor, I got in one of my leagues in the ninth round. And nine is so late. So, like, what are some guys that are in that range? In that, the ninth, bro? Like, I don't even... I, I like, can even look on this draft. Like, let's see who's going... Let me see where JT went in my draft, actually, because I feel like that, that'll be a good testament. Like, put it like this. I think, I think guys that are going in that range were, like, Devin Singletary, Tank Bigsby, Tyler mm. Algier. Like, I'm taking Jonathan Taylor. Because the way I look at drafts, and I think this is a good way if, if you're listening to this right now and you still have a draft, or just in general, is if you reach for someone, 
there's probably not enough of a ceiling for them to to kind of surpass that ADP of where you draft them. Well, I guess it's yeah. not even really average draft position. It's where you draft them. So theoretically, if I were to reach for Chris, like I've seen someone reach for Chris Olave early in the second round, which I think Chris Olave is going to be a, a wide receiver one this year. Yeah. I think that he's a guy I'm playing to my flag on. But if I reach for him, then therefore, I've already put his ceiling where he, he needs to, to be. That. He has to match that and surpass that. If I get him at his ADP, which is maybe like early third, maybe late second, now there's room, there, there's a bigger uh, spectrum of where he can kind of yeah. go. But if you reach, you don't have that much room. If you get someone super low, like a Jonathan Taylor, the upside in the ceiling is, is massive. So the fact that I got Jonathan Taylor in the ninth, if he performs at the seventh round type of capital, then it's, it's a home run hit, right? So I'm going to start. I'm looking at this draft here. He went, yeah. he went fifth round, so. It's a little early. Sixth round is where I would want to take Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. And I got him in the sixth. I have, in two of my leagues right now, I have Jonathan Taylor. So, um, but I'm curious. What are some other guys that you're kind of looking at in fantasy where you're like, you know what, I feel very confident that this person's going to have a hell of a year. I know JK's always been someone, but who, who's someone else? Like, give me a wide receiver that you're super fucking high on that you think is going to, like, have a hell of a year. That could finish wide receiver one type? Wide receiver one or, like, a high-end wide receiver two, yeah. I'll give you a guy that could finish, like, literally, like, top three. CD Lamb. CD Lamb, yeah. I just think because of Brandon Cooks, like last year, CD Lamb was the only guy on that offense that you could really look at and throw to. Yeah. Especially in the beginning of the year. There were guys that had that never played another snap that played late in like week one, week two, week three. You never heard of them. And so this year you have Brandon Cooks who's gonna take away a lot of attention, obviously, from him and and Dak another year. Like I think that connection is really gonna be flourishing. That, that offense is explosive. Quickly, are you worried about Mike McCarthy wanting to run the ball more? No, nah, because that, if anything, that opens up the pass even more. I, like, sure. look at the receivers that McCarthy has had, too. Like, he's played with guys. He's had Jordy Nelson in the past, who's That's been right. a receiver one. You know, Devontae Adams, got like, guys yeah. like that. So, not right. really worried about that. Yep. Um, so, I love him. Uh, let's see. Who else? Kind of looking through this list. I'm actually very high on Jerry Judy, which I've talked about in the past. And it's oddly tough. enough, I, uh, well, the talent's I auto-drafted him. Yeah. But um, he's another guy that fell in one of my drafts, and I got him. Talent's always been there. Though. When you That's look at the, there. but even the performance, not only the talent, like when you look at the performance last year from like the second half of the year, he actually had, he performed. He was a wide receiver one. Well. Yeah, he was yeah. a wide receiver one. And so people, like you gotta, sometimes you gotta go for these guys that aren't necessarily in big markets that, you know, people just think like they overlook them. Yet when you look at the stats, you're like, oh, this guy has been performing. And Jerry Judy's one of those guys where I think like a lot of people didn't pay attention to the end of last year, especially yeah. because they, that team wasn't in contention. And so now you you could get him. You could probably get him at a pretty good value. And uh, I kind of like Jerry Judy. Well, I think another thing with fantasy is people don't want to draft someone they've been burned on before. Right? So, like, Antonio Gibson's a really good example. Antonio Gibson's a guy that has burned a lot of people over the last two years. But now you get Eric Bieniemy. J.D. McKissick is no longer there. So he fills that third down role perfectly. Um, And I think think Antonio Gibson's a guy that I think is going to have a good year. We've seen what Jarek McKinnon did with Eric Bieniemy in Kansas City. I think Antonio Gibson fills a very similar role. Brian Robinson isn't a great route runner. He's a big body. He's yeah, an older no. guy. But Antonio Gibson is a hell of a talent. One of the guys I think I'm going to plant my flag on this year is Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, the last time he played football, was the wide receiver four in fantasy, I believe. And now you put him on a team that's one of the top passing offenses in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence is going to have a massive lead this year with Doug Peterson. I am all in on Calvin Ridley. When I look at tier number three, he's on the bottom end of tier number three. He's a guy that's going in the third round. Yeah. Out of Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Debo Samuel, DJ Moore, Christian Watson, and DK Metcalf, which is kind of in that range where he's going, even T. Higgins, Calvin Ridley's the number one guy I think could finish as a top 10 wide receiver. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've seen him do it before. That's the thing. 
the only thing that worries me about that Jags offense is literally mouths. mouths. Feed, yeah. A lot of mouths. And and Evan Ingram just signed a big contract. He's mm. getting the ball. Mm. Like, you know, you mentioned the the running backs there, the multiple receivers. So it's just like it's not like they have a bunch of like decent guys. They have a bunch of really fucking good yeah. guys. And Trevor Lawrence can spread the ball around and, and, and really do his thing. So that's the only thing there. Calvin Ridley's talent is he's, he's by too- far probably the most he's by far the most talented player on that team yeah, outside yeah, of Trevor yeah. Lawrence. Yeah. But it's you know, can, Let's can he, can he kind of do it even with all those guys? Let's rapid fire a couple of players. All just right. like one sentence, one hitters on, on some guys that you're, you're looking at. Any, anyone you're specifically looking at right yeah, now? Just put up those rankings, the same ones you're looking at Like now. I'm looking at ones right now. Keenan Allen, I think he's going to have a hell of a year. I think, um, you know, he's a guy that's going to kind of play that CD lamb role in the slot um, with Kellen Moore now. Amari Cooper, I'm really high on this year. I think Amari Cooper's a guy with Deshaun Watson. Like if Deshaun Watson had a better year, he'd probably be going a little bit higher. I think. We know he's a hell of a talent. Um, well, I think I think Lamar Jackson. He's being taken as kind of what like the QB four, QB oh, five. Absolutely, I think he could finish. QB he could be one. Yeah, yeah, he could have another year like he did in twenty nineteen yeah. uh, MVP year. And uh, especially with that new offense, man, I've been seeing a lot about how they're they've been running things with like uh, just like the zone offense and everything they're doing there, where he the way he goes through his reads, mm. which he's never done before. Which there's always going to be somewhat open because it's more of like. The way they break it down offensively or looking at the defense, it's like levels. Yeah. So they're either looking at the middle of the field, like deep. Whereas like in the past, it was always like, all right, he goes through, he sees one guy, he's not there, and he takes off and right, running. Right. Now it's like he's got so many more options to develop as a passer and then still run. I think Lamar could have a huge year this year. So yeah. I really like him. I'm looking at more wide receivers. Nico Collins is a guy I reached for a little bit. I think wide receiver one in Houston. Think of like Brandon Cooks last year. Like, obviously, he's gone, and there's a lot more targets to, to go around. But there's not really anyone else. I mean, John Mechie could be the guy, but Tank Dell could be the guy. But I, I'm really high on Nico Collins. I think he's going to have a hell of a year. Zay Flowers in that same tier, a guy yeah. that can be wide receiver one on that Baltimore team, similar to what you were mentioning uh, with Lamar Jackson. Um, some late-round flyers. Like, I've seen Adam Thielen go super fucking late. And I think, like, Thielen is a guy that didn't have a great year last year with a better offense, but a guy that can be the wide receiver one on a bad team. And I think that's your sweet spot in fantasy where people yeah. forget that on bad teams, they still are going to be down and have to throw a lot. And Adam Thielen can get a lot more production. Two years ago, what, he led the NFL in like touchdowns, I think it was, or something crazy? He's just boring. I get it. He's, like, just, he's boring yeah, he's and, he's, and he's in a boring you offense. You don't want to draft like a white wide receiver. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. But at the same time, that's like, if you can get a guy... Like Cooper Cup right now, you're gonna draft them. Obviously, forget the injury or like Julian Edelman in the past. Like you, you draft those guys that you know are gonna get you receptions and all yeah. that kind of shit. Some other guys I'm looking at, Alvin Kamara. Obviously, I think a lot of people he's never. I think it's like in PPR, half PPR, he's never finished below an RB two. That's insane. And he, what, he's missing four games. And he's missing three games. Three. Yeah, that the offense is gonna be better. I love Alvin Kamara's value right now. I think he can be easily um, at, at at like minimum a low end RB two, and he could surpass that ADP easily. Some other guys, Jalen Warren, like he's looked more explosive than Najee Harris. He's I think he's gonna play a very similar role to like Tony Pollard did with Zeke when Ooh. they had to feed Zeke yeah, right because of the contract and because yeah. of the value, but. He's going to outperform him. So I think Jalen Warren's a guy that could take over later on in the, le- uh, later on in the season and have standalone value. Um, still high. Obviously, I'm a Dolphins guy, but Devon A-Chain, Jeff Wilson's, on, Jeff Wilson's on IR. Raheem Mostert's never been able to stay healthy. Now, he was healthy last year. But this is a guy that they drafted in the third round, even though they were looking at it's Jonathan Taylor. Um, so he's someone that I absolutely love. The biggest sleeper late, late in drafts that, for me, I've like been really, really high on that mm-hmm. I don't think anyone knows is Ty Chandler. And he's the RB2 in Minnesota. Mm. Now, Alexander Madison, 
obviously behind Dalvin Cook was great, but he's never been the full RB1 there. He's never had yeah. the full workload. Obviously, he did when Dalvin Cook went down, but he's never had the, the, the full spectrum of being a three-down back, although he looks like Dalvin Cook. Now, <laughs> Ty Chandler's a guy that, as the RB2, can come in easily, fill the passing down role. If Alexander Madison goes down, he steps right into a massive role. They signed Miles Gaskin, and I've seen some people in fantasy that like, are freaking out like as if... Miles Gaskin's going to contribute as Dobby 2 He was on the Dolphins for the last five, four, five years. Anything. He's not doing absolutely anything. He's, He's not player. someone to worry about. So that's someone that, like, I look at the RB2. If Alexander Madison goes down, that's a handcuff I want to be a part of. That's a hell of an offense. Um, I'm, I'm, Ty Chandler's a guy that I don't think anyone is going to draft in your leagues. You could probably get him in the last pick or pick him up on waivers. So that's – I'll stop there on t- in terms of, like, really late guys that I, I'm looking at. Well, I feel like with, with, with that – a lot of these guys, like, for example, the Vikings didn't bring anybody in, really, right? I mean, you talk about Gaskin, but they didn't bring anybody substantial. And so you think, all right, like, Madison's going to have a big year. You just don't know, though, because you've never seen it. Correct. And it's kind of yeah. my thing with Tony Pollard. A lot of people are having him finish as RB1. Like, or they, they, they're drafting him, you know, mid-first round, I've even seen sometimes. Or at least late first round. This this My league, went, he went late first round. But you're assuming that... He's going to be able to do what he did last year on a higher level because yeah. he's going to get more touches. But it's like, can he even handle more touches? Yeah. Like, part of the reason he was so explosive is because he didn't have yeah, as many short, touches. Yeah, short, short amount. And of so, I, like, I've seen this in the past. We've seen this in in other scenarios where running backs who didn't have as much touches the year before, but they had great efficiency on that. Mm. They get more numbers. The efficiency goes way down. Mm. And so, like, you're betting on him hitting that upside. And I don't know if they will. So a guy like that, you talk about uh, in Minnesota, like, it, it's it, you're almost like. You're, you're, you're protecting yourself there, especially if you do draft. So if you drafted Alexander Madison, which is – where's he gone typically? I've seen him, like I said, going in the second round. I think he's going around like that fourth round. So do you want a handcuff? Yeah, I would. I would. I know there's a lot of people that don't want to have handcuffs on your same team, yeah. but, like, I'm fine with that. Um, we're going to do this again Thursday, so we got a lot to fucking talk about. Before we hop off, because I, I, we're trying to rapid fire and make this quick, what's one fantasy hot take for this season – that you feel the strongest about? Sure, you're going to have to go first. Well, it would be Calvin Ridley finishes as a wide receiver one. Like like I, the, I, the number no, one? No, 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 no. Oh, a wide receiver Top one. 12, okay. Yeah. I, can, I feel more confident saying he's a top six wide receiver. Yeah. I could see him that. You want something? I'll, I'll go something in the first round, and I, I mentioned it earlier. Travis Kelsey is not worth a top five pick in fantasy. And the reason I say that and I think be, is because I think it's, he's going to be 34 years old, he had 1,500 yards receiving. He was top five in almost every statistical category for just receptions and just like as a receiver, and obviously he's a tight end. But the problem with that is you're drafting again at his ceiling. Now, we've kind of been in this position where you've drafted Kelsey late first for a numerous amount of years. The problem is he's now going as high as possible. Mm. I don't think if you draft Travis Kelsey with a top five pick, he's going to surpass that. Like, I don't think you're going to get better value. He's not going to be someone that you're like, wow, he should be a top three pick. I'll I get you. the positional advantage of a tight end, and I don't, I'm not saying he shouldn't be a first-round pick. I'm not saying he's not going to finish as the overall tight end one. I just think he's a guy that is not worth my first-round pick, and it's someone I'd rather wait on late, whether it be the Darren Wallers of the world, the Pat Fryermuths, even Dallas Goddards, guys that I can find value later on that may not be as set and forget it, but might, you know, are still going to give me enough production uh, week over week. So I don't think Travis Kelsey is worth a top five pick in fantasy, and that's what I'm uh, dying on. I can see that. This could be the year. You never know when the year's going to be with Travis Kelsey. I think Kelsey. he's still tight end one, yeah. but I just, he's not worth a top five pick. I got you. All right, so I, I, I got a couple. And one I kind of mentioned, I think Jerry Judy could finish as a wide receiver one. But 
I'm gonna switch off of that because you you I mean you went tight end. Uh you 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 mentioned Calvin Ridley being a receiver and everything like that. Uh so I'm gonna switch over to quarterback and I'm riding on this guy as like the MVP for this year. And so I think like if you're gonna go value for quarterback Lamar. at some point, like, you, like go Lamar. And I'm huge on Justin Fields and all that type of stuff, but you're still banking on potential with Fields. With Lamar, you've seen him do it. You've mm. seen him finish as QB1. And you've seen him have just a crazy MVP year. And he has the rushing upside more than anybody else. Um, the passing is going to be better this year. They have so much talent around him. I think he could finish as QB1. Uh, and I think he's worth taking as a QB1. If so where do you take him? You reach so, for him in the third? Yeah, so you probably... Because here's the thing, right? He's going as like QB4, QB5, which is around, what, for the fifth round? Usually fourth, I've fifth. seen earlier. I've seen Lamar going like I feel like he, Lamar's going in the fourth round. So you got to know your league. Yeah, right. You you kind of know your league. You know who people love. A lot of times, like fans of like if if I'm a fan of the Bills, I'm gonna go reach for Josh Allen, right? So know your league. But if you think that that Lamar Jackson could be gone by round four, I'm not mad. You gotta, yeah, I'm not mad at right it. Here. Like go take him at the end of the third, beginning of the fourth, whatever. I think he could really have that type of season. And we've seen him all the time. I know like it's been popular in the past few years to let that court, let quarterbacks go and then take a guy who's who can finish as a bottom like you know top ten guy, maybe like QB eight, QB nine mm-hmm. in the later rounds. Go go take him. I've always been a fan of that too. But we've also seen teams as we see fucking like lightning behind us. We've also seen teams. Uh, or, or years where that QB1 has such an amazing year that yeah. they literally carry teams to championships. Totally, totally. We've seen that with Peyton. We've seen Jalen that with Hurt. Jalen Hurts last year. Move We've up. seen that, like, multiple years. And Lamar Jackson can't have that type of year. It's worth going and getting if you're not even sure about that third-round guy that you're going to get, especially because I think with the first and second round, you're pretty confident with who you're taking. Mm. But at some point in that, like, third, fourth, maybe even – in that range, like, you don't really love what you got. I agree. So go get your quarterback. I and agree. I think Lamar could be that guy. I agree. Good take. All right. Well, as a reminder, we're going to be doing this every Tuesday and Thursday during the NFL season. We're going to have another episode coming Thursday where we're going to talk to, where, you know, what we think waiver wire additions are going to look like in week one. I think there's a fire alarm going on behind us. <laughs> um, so that's cool. But, yeah, so we'll be back Thursday. Fuck yeah. And um, we'll be doing a lot more fantasy talk this year. So stick yeah. around, especially if you like fantasy stuff. Good so. luck if you're drafting stuff. Yeah, and, hey, if you want to go to, you know, any underdog promos or any other DFS stuff, go to thegameday.com. You're going to find it all. So make sure to get that. Um, but, hey, we'll see you Thursday. I'll see you Thursday, Lupe. Yeah. I'll see you tomorrow and right now. Every day. All right. Peace. The Caps Off Podcast is brought to you by The Game Day. Starring Adam Tabachnik, Felipe Fontes, Jack Perotti, and Matan Mann. Producers Ben Wolfen and Matan Mann. Don't forget to check out our social at CapsOffPod on Instagram and at CapsOffPodcast on TikTok. And go to thegameday.com for all the best sportsbook offers.